I love to sit and look through those holy pages And read about the eternal rock of ages See all that God has done, the battles he has won The great prophecies unfold In every book from Genesis to Revelation I see his loving grace and this great salvation Brings courage to my soul, for I know he's in control. I believe every word is true. Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious... It's time now for the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. So get your Bible, a pen, and your Bible study notebook as we journey through the truths of God's Word. And now with today's Timeless Truth, here's Pastor Walton. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 24. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 24. Well, we just finished up last time dealing with chapter number 22, uh, 23. And in chapter number 23, we were excited about some things because we saw that our Lord was going to do what he came to do. Even though it was a hard time to see our Lord die, this is why he came. He had been telling them time and time again about what was going to happen, and they didn't get it. Now it's here. We saw the crowds. We saw the courts. We saw all the jeering and things. Uh, a pilot kept saying, I find no fault in him. But with the courts and the crowds and the company and the crucifixion and all that, he now has had his sins of all of us placed on him. He dies and he yields up the ghost and he, his body is buried. And then we turn the page and we start in Luke's Gospel chapter 24 and we see three major points. We see the resurrection we see the revelation, I'll explain that in a minute, and we see the return, and I will explain that in a minute. First, let's take a look at the resurrection. We love the fact that he rose. Paul made a big argument in 1 Corinthians 15, how can you say he's dead if you don't believe that he is risen from the dead? If you don't believe in the resurrection, you are in your sins your faith is vain. My faith is vain. Our preaching is vain. There's no reason to preach that he died if he didn't raise again. Jesus himself said, I have power to lay my life down and I have power to pick it back up. The man's side died as the spotless lamb to take away our sins. The God's side resurrected him into that glorious body that you and I will be resurrected and boy I can't wait till we have a glorified body that never has pains or hurts or any kind of ailments or death again and like the all the gospels show before this day was almost begun when that just very early in the morning it says now upon the first day of the week very early in the morning they came unto the sepulcher bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. I'm sure that got their attention. Matthew's gospel puts it this way. 
in the end of the Sabbath, it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, carrying Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, and the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment was white as snow. I tell you, we see a lot of uh, wonderful things at this tomb. Several people came to the tomb, and when they did, they found it was not what they thought. In John, or Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought the new uh, sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw the stone was rolled away, and for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man. So we see different points of view from the, the gospel writers. But all say they came and found the stone rolled away. And some may have came at even at later times or earlier times. They found the stone was not there. Now back to Luke's gospel, chapter 24. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Wow, he's not there. And that's when they were perplexed and beholding when these men in garments, and they were afraid, and they bowed down their faces to the earth and said to them, Why seek you the living among the dead? What are you, what are you doing? He's not here, but is risen. Remember I spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered to the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, the Mary of mother of James and other women that were with them. The other chapter kind of names some more of them. They said it to the eleven and to all the rest, because Judas is no longer and uh, it was Mary Magdalene and all them that came and told them this. And their words, listen to this, this is sad. But their words seemed to them as idle tales, nonsense. You know, just an incredible story, a little tale. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulcher. And stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that which was to come to pass. John's Gospel talks about that... Uh, Peter and John both took off and ran, and uh, Peter uh, outruns John. Now, uh, our John outruns Peter. John doesn't go all the way into the sepulcher. He stops, and he looks inside. Peter runs past him in, and he looks. Then John comes in, and he looks. And in that verse, three times the word saw is used. And it's three totally different Greek words. John stopped and looked in and saw meaning he just kind of got a glance at what was going on, no cognitive reasoning, just taking a survey of the scene. Peter went in and saw, and he beheld things of specifics. He was His intellect allowed him to see things of interest like the grave clothes lying, like someone had just disappeared out of them. But the napkin wrapped around his head was taken and folded. And uh, I believe... That that was the show to put a disapproval to the theory that they came and stole him. If they came and stole him, they would do it quickly and get him out. They would not worry about taking that off and folding it nice and neatly. 
I believe Jesus folded it to say, look, it's me. I took some time to fold this. It's me. Now, John comes in, too, and he saw, and that means to perceive with total understanding. It came to John. He got it. So we see this. Now, over in John, uh, Matthew's gospel, the angel says to them, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before unto you in Galilee. There shall you see him. I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy. Isn't that something? Fear, but great joy. And they did run. They ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by his feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there they shall see me. We continue on, and we see that after Peter rises and goes on and uh, takes care of things, we now see the revelation. And what we're going to see between verses 13 and verse 45 is the Lord revealing himself to some people he's going to wait he's going to withhold because he wants them to get to a point we're first going to look at the duo and then we're going to look at 10 of the 11 disciples so the duo and the disciples the first revealing is to this duo look at verse number 13 and behold two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs and they talked together of all these things which has happened they've seen the crucifixion they've been there they saw the crowds the crowds were nuts you know crucify crucifying away with him away with him and they kept doing that and they went about seven miles from jerusalem they're walking down this road to this village called emmaus a place in palestine and they're talking about all these things that happened and it came to pass that while they communed together <laughs> and reasoned you know, they're questioning one with another. What do you think? What, oh, this is what I think. Well, I'll tell you what I think. Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Now, how about that? Jesus just kind of comes up by their side. Now there's three of them. The duel becomes a trio. And their eyes were holding, verse 16 says, that they should not know him. And he said to them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are so sad? I love it because, like I said, many, 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 many times in so many of the series of this Teaching Timeless Truth broadcast that the Lord loves to deal in questions. He puts the monkey on your back, makes you think through. Because he had told them many times what was going to happen. For instance, Matthew 16, 21, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Matthew 17, 22 to 23, And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day shall raise again. And they were exceeding sorry. Matthew 20, verses 18 and 19, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, shall deliver him to the Gentiles, to mock and to scourge and to crucify him. The third day he shall rise again. Isn't that amazing? What manner of conversation is this that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? So one of them speaks up, whose name was Cleopas. 
Answering, he said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Hast thou not known the things which come to pass in these days? Well, of course it happened to him. <laughs> they don't know who it is. This is really exciting news because they've heard that he's alive, but they watched him die, and they're having trouble because they haven't seen him, and he's right next to them. What are these things? Now, watch what Jesus says. Another question. And he said unto them, What things? Tell me what the things are. What is it that you have seen and heard that has you in this strait? So they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which is a prophet mighty in deed and word, and before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher, and when they found out his body, they came saying that they had seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even as the women had said, but him they saw not. So they're like, do you not get all this? I mean, this is like all over the town. There's been all kinds of people that saw the crucifixion. I mean, the whole place, the Romans, the Greeks, uh, the, the Jews, it was a madhouse. And the Jewish council and all the high ones, they got people together, crucify him, crucify away with him. And then in our own company, some of the women that just loved him went to the tomb to put some spices there. But he wasn't there. And then they were told by this vision of angels that he's risen from the dead. But when some of our group went to check it out, there was nobody there. <laughs> Jesus wasn't there. We didn't get to see him. And we trusted. We put our faith and trust that he was the one that should redeem Israel. And they used the word for redeemed there, uh, lutro, which is a form of the lutrosis, which means to set free. We thought it was him that would set us free. And then to add to all that, this is the third day since these things were done. So he talked about the third day and they missed it. <laughs> and he says, and they said he's not, he's alive. So Jesus now is not going to ask a question first. He's going to make a statement. Then he's going to ask the question. Now watch this. Here's the statement. Then he said to them, O fools, as slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. What a statement. Wow. You foolish ones, you're just slow in your heart to believe what the prophet said. You should have believed what the prophet said. If you would have listened to what the prophet said in the scriptures that you have, you would understand this. Here's the question. There's a colon at the end of verse number 25, and he continues. Ought not Christ to have suffered those these things and to enter into his glory? Wasn't it? needful wasn't it what's supposed to have happened that christ had to die and to suffer before he went back to glory of course it was isaiah 52 isaiah 53 that's one of the big ones there are so many passages that talked about his not only coming but his coming again in the end not for us he's talking to israel but coming again to get them for the millennial kingdom and there's a lot of verses, a lot of verses on the millennial kingdom in the Old Testament prophets. So now, what does Jesus do? He, they didn't answer that question, nor did he wait to get an answer. 
But listen to what he did. He did not tell him, tell them who he was. He began to speak from the word. Watch. It's very important that we remember faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How should they hear except they get it from preaching? You need to hear the word of God. The word of God has to be presented. Rather, it's in church or you go and present to someone that you're trying to win to Christ. But this is what he says. He's one-on-one with these one-on-two, one-on-two people. Beginning at Moses, verse 27, and all the prophets, he went back to Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and he also went into the prophets. He expounded, he interpreted unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Several things I want you to get out of that. Number one, he's giving credence to scripture. Moses, the prophets, and and all the scriptures. He's also saying that these Old Testament scriptures are about him. We know that, but so many people say it's not. It is. They should have seen him. They should have known he was the Messiah. They should have got that. If they knew the scriptures like they're supposed to, and the Pharisees then memorized it. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further, but they constrained him saying abide with us stay right here come on try to they actually tried to force him to stay for us toward evening and the day is far spent and he went in to tarry with them and it came to pass as he sat at meat he took bread blessed it break and gave it to them <laughs> seen that before and their eyes were opened all of a sudden uh oh and they knew him the word here is to know with perception and understanding to become fully acquainted and recognized. And he vanished out of their sight. And this is my favorite part. And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures and I'm going to say to you the scriptures will only be opened up by the Holy Ghost of God who guides us into all truth teaches us all truth and brings it back to our memory and a person that is a saved man or woman that stays in the word of God with the Holy Spirit will know more and understand more as they study about the word of God than a PhD who majored in Bible who does not know the Lord and has not the Holy Spirit. And they rose up the same hour, returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 gathered together and them that were with them saying, the Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how it was known of them in breaking of bread. Now, while they're thinking on that, as they thus spoke, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, peace be unto you. Now we see him with the disciples. But they were terrified and affrighted and scared to death. And suppose they seen a spirit. He said to them, why are you troubled? 
And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit of not flesh and bones as you see me have. When he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said to them, Have you here any meat? Boy, I tell you, they, while they still could not believe it for sheer joy and marvel, Jesus says, you have anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and a honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them and said to them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and then in the prophets and in the Psalms. He just added that to it concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins hallelujah my sins are g-o-n-e gone should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem and ye are witnesses of these things and then we see the return in these verses here, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Number one, there's a promise. And that promise goes back into the Gospels where he said, I have to go. You, you, you can't be sad with me that I'm going and you can't go. Because if I don't go, the Comforter will not come. The Paracletos, the one called alongside to help, the Holy Spirit is the promise. And he, they're told, now remember, Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, but Luke also wrote the book of Acts. So you've got to keep in mind that the Acts is a continuation of what the, Luke had written about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But look at this. He said, this is the promise. And it will show you that the promise is why they had to go wait. And then he said, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. There you go. We have the promise, but we have the power. Endued with power. It has the idea of being clothed with. I like that thought. And then he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he parted from them. He returned back to glory we call it the ascension we see a promise we see power we see a parting but watch this i love this and they worshiped him he went up to heaven but they worshiped him and returned to jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing god we see in the return a promise power the parting and the praise now we're going to turn over to acts chapter number one where luke picks up and says the former treatise that's luke have i made O theophilus of all that jesus began to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that he through the holy ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen to whom also i love this verse he showed himself alive after his passion hallelujah by many infallible proofs infallible that which cannot be argued with and I love that. Being seen to them 40 days and speaking of those things pertaining to the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 15 talks about a whole slew of people that saw him. And being assembled together with them, commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. You just heard me say that. Which saith he, ye have heard of me, 
For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So Luke is picking up where he left off right there in Luke 24. And he is in the book of Acts giving us what he said, before, what Jesus said before he went. And here's what Jesus said. It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power. Now, I remind you, this is that dunamis, that dynamic living power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And at that point, ye shall be witnesses unto me, both at the same time in Jerusalem, then and in all Judeans in Samaria and under the most part of the earth. You're going to be in your little town where you're at, where you interact with people. You will do that at the same time you're going to do that in these other places at the same time. And the way that happens is they spread out, but they also send the gospel out. And then Paul writes his letters and we send missionaries and we get it out. Then it says, and when he has spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. So we see that that is where we were in Luke. However, we get a little more information here. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? I like that uh, word there because that gives the idea of like, uh, what did we just see? <laughs> what, what just happened? This same Jesus the one they saw leave, if you're alive at the rapture, is the one you'll see come. Which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come again in like manner as you have seen him go. So they returned into Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Where they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew and James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon Zelotes and Judas, the brother of James. These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. There it is. Okay. Now we see that they are now ready to go in this continuation. Then the book of Acts continues on. But that brings us really a little bit more to the end of the gospel of Luke who wrote these two chapters, or these two books, and we see that he parted. They were praising, but then they also were waiting for that promise of the Holy Ghost and the power that would come upon it. And may I remind you, the Holy Ghost can give us power for so many things, but the number one thing that was mentioned here was the power to witness. And I will challenge you, if you ever read the book of Acts, as the Holy Spirit enters into people and stays versus the way it was in the Old Testament, on and gone, you will find that there is a word. People like to hone in on little specific things. But I have found there was, there's, there's two words, actually. One is the word bold and boldness, anything to do with bold. And the second one is great. You will see they had great things. There was great fear. There was great whatever. Those two words appear a lot in the book of Acts. The number one thing that I see with being spirit-filled is a boldness to do what God has called us to do. Father, help us to be very, very careful not to ever forget who you are and what you do through the Holy Ghost. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Walton praying that you have an absolutely awesome. Yes, I believe every word that he
said is true I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through I believe every word is true Oh, I believe every word that he said is true I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through You've been listening to the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. You can send all correspondence to tttbroadcasts at gmail.com. Tune in again next week for another Timeless Truth.